I didn't know anything. In our uh, our first 12 months, we did 118 contracts for $2.6 million, and we ran it at a 60% profit margin. Just stay laser focused on making the dial. So I'm sitting down again with my good friend, Eric Klein. What's up, Jerry? Eric, thank you for coming back on the channel. It's so fun and just amazing to learn from you the wealth of information and knowledge you bring about sales and especially acquisitions. It's just phenomenal. So thank you again. On this video, Eric is going to share with us his, he called it his honey hole, right? This is his favorite lead type, favorite type of seller, distressed seller lead that you're having tremendous success with. And not only are you going to kind of talk about this lead, why you like it, but even some parameters, some criteria that you've put to really kind of hone in on this specific type of seller. And guys, if you're new to the channel or you're new to wholesaling, remember our job is to find like the 5% of the marketplace that is motivated. They're in a, they're in a distressed situation. They need to sell their property, not want to sell their property, need to sell their property. Their backs up against the wall in some way financially or whatever. And you're there to solve that problem for them with a, with the convenience of a fast cash offer, right? And so that's what we do as wholesalers. We solve this problem. Well, you quickly learn in the business that there's like a thousand different types of leads that we can go after. What's the best? And everyone always wants to know what's the best. Yeah. We're always searching for the Holy grail and, and that fluctuates, it goes up and down and everyone has preference. And so never take what somebody says as like, that's just, you know, written now and etched in stone, but uh, you can certainly you can certainly learn about lead types that are doing really well. And when you can identify that lead, understand it and build some parameters around it, hopefully now you can see some repetition there and see some consistent results. Yes. And you've done that in your business and you've got the best, um, you know, split testing grounds <laughs> because you guys are doing a lot of volume. So you're yes. talking to a lot of different types of sellers. So you can now look at your data and say, okay, what types of sellers are working really well for us right now? And then you can divert attention there. Yep. And that's what good wholesalers do is they're always looking at their data, their KPIs, the analytics of their business, and then adjusting accordingly. Yes. And so let's talk about it, Eric. What is your honey hole in this business as of this recording? Yeah. So <laughs> the honey hole literally for the last two years. So this has been consistent. Two years. Wow. We have, we have ran our business off of this. Don't get me wrong. We have sprinkled in some other data, yeah. but the most consistent is absentee owner data. We do, we exclude LLC owned and trustee owned. Oh, you exclude those. We exclude okay. those. So you don't want tired landlords. You want actual, right? Cause wouldn't those be tired landlords? But if the reason LLC? we exclude them, Jerry, they're harder to skip. Oh, they're really hard to skip. Yeah. So if you are going to buy that data, you could go look up the LLC, find the owner of it, and then skip them one-to-one. It's a lot of work. It's Yeah, because we're buying bulk data. Right. So uh, like, but when we were just getting started, uh, it's absentee owner data. We do uh, 20% to 100% equity. And define, before we go into that, define what absentee owner is. Absentee owner data is... Uh, I, oh, I know that house over there at one, two, three main street, the owner does not live in it. And the tax bill goes to another address. Right. So you can buy this data. Cause think about it. If you own real estate, but it's not your primary residence, then that automatically is going to introduce possibly there's no guarantee, but possibly some level of motivation because yes. 
you own a property that you don't live in. Yes. And so, especially if it's vacant. Mm-hmm. So like there's a strategy called lead stacking. Yep. And you're talking about some parameters, but what you do is you take this lead type, absentee owner is what it's called. Someone owns a property that's not their primary residence. And then you're saying, okay, that's a really good lead, but let me put some more filters in this so I can maybe narrow it down to yeah. now it's a much better lead because yep. it's it's got some things going for it now. So yes. you started to talk about these. What are they again? What are your parameters around these? So it's absentee owner. We uh, do 20% to 100% equity. And why? Uh, well, they just got some equity in the property. That way, if they sell it, they're actually going to get cash at closing. Because guys, you can't sell a property at a discount if you owe more than it'll sell for. Exactly. That's the idea there. Yeah, now, you can do creative and stuff, but you're, you're looking for, they've got enough equity to yes. where our low offer will at least pay off the loan they have. On. And, and they could hope, hopefully put a little money in their pocket. At the end of Perfect. the day, they, they're going to want to walk away with some money. Right. You don't right? want to waste your time where you're making an offer for a hundred grand and they owe 200 grand. Yes. You're like you're wasting your time. Right. So you filter that in out of your list. So yep. equity 20 to a hundred, 20 to a hundred percent. Okay. And 20 is not even that like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we typically, it might, maybe we should change our parameters, but we look for like uh 60 and up. So that would be like high equity. Yeah. But we could, it'll but give we you just a smaller 20 list. to a hundred percent. Okay. So 20 um, to hundred on equity. And then we keep the home value under three hundred thousand dollars. Under three hundred thousand. Under three hundred thousand. Okay. Now, why under three hundred? Our average offer accepted last year was one hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars. Okay. So we looked at all of our deals that we did, and outside of an institutional buyer buying mm-hmm. the home for us, the over three hundred just didn't do well for us. Now, if, you're, if someone's watching this, do you think that's specific to your market or is that a good parameter for anybody to have? Um, again, that's just the way we operate okay. our business, Jerry. Okay. Um, I, but I've heard of guys doing mm-hmm. $500,000, $600,000 deals. So maybe with that filter, guys, think about your market, think about yeah. your price point. Yeah. Because that might, sh- that might shift a little bit. 100%. But we're for you guys, in, that's working really well. Yeah, we're in North Carolina. We're in Florida, uh, Tennessee, and Georgia. Okay. So, and then we go the major. So, the where we buy data uh, is typically the major city, and we'll go thirty to forty-five minutes Perfect. outside of them. Yeah, that's what we do. That's our yeah. business model. Okay. Any other filters or just those ones? So that's it. Gotcha. So let's go through it again. At- Individual, not an LLC, is on title. The owner. Yes. Um, absentee owner that is twenty to one hundred percent equity. Yes. Um, home value, depending oh, on, yeah, your market, value, depending on your market, under three hundred thousand dollars. Another thing, what does it tell you if a landlord has the home in their personal name? They're inexperienced. They're mom and pop. Yeah, they're inexperienced. Yeah. Um, there's a. This is my own perception on this. There's a really good chance they're not getting the market rent they should mm-hmm. be. Um, and it's in. I think it's going to be easier to kick your tenant out of the house than you, your wife, and your kids. Yeah, there there might be one other filter if if let's say that you pull that data and it's still too much, and you want to get it even tighter. Is we would put years owned, mm. and we would go minimum seven years. Love it. That'll really help too because now yeah. you know they've owned it a while. It's they're, yeah, they're yeah, probably ready to sell. So seven, ten years is another one. We've even done when we really want to get a. Even more would be an age demographic, so over forty-five years old. Really, that that really does well. Over forty-five, 
Well, I bet you if we were to pull, if we had the age of all the deals mm-hmm. we did last year, I bet you we'd be shocked at how many were probably over that yeah. 45 mark. Yeah. yeah. But the point though, guys, is this lead stacking idea, what it's doing is it's just really helping you get a condensed list that you can now do your target marketing to. Yeah. But the more filters you add, the smaller the list. Smaller the list. But you want to get it at least to where you're working with good data. Yeah. Right. And there's lots of data providers, guys. If you haven't tried my my new software, PropWire, you guys should check it out. It's got the best or better data than mm. anybody else out there. And it's absolutely free. So you just go to join PropWire. But right in there, when you go to lead types, you can actually stack them. Really? So you could say, show me all the absentees, but I also want to see vacant. And it'll it'll stack vacant with absentee. Now your list is going to go from here to here. But like I don't a lot know of if we've ever stacked data. Yeah, you should give it a shot because you'll get really powerful data. Because imagine if you did this. Imagine if you stacked pre-foreclosure, vacant, and absentee. I mean, mm-hmm. it might only be come down to like 100 leads in yeah. your town. But that's going to be a freaking powerful 100 leads. Yeah. Because yeah. there's high, high motivation. Right. So I tell people when you're first getting started and you're working with limited budget, limited resources, stack that list down to where you've got it now at a size that's manageable. Like, let's say you're doing your own cold calling because yes. you're just starting. Dude, if you're going to cold call a list, don't just cold call like a high equity list. No. Cold call a really tight list. Yeah, you want to go for the lowest hanging fruit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the, someone begging you to take their yes. house. Yeah. Now, they're going to get other calls, but yep. but you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna really increase the likelihood that there's high motivation, yes. high intent. Yep. But that's kind of what you've done in a way is you built some filters around around yeah. that. And the beautiful thing about virtual, because we, we're 100% virtual wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually prefer not to go to these properties. Yeah, I don't want to go into a, um, a hoarder's house. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into, we sit here and tell stories all day long. Yeah, me too. I don't care to see inside these things. Right. So the, the thing that blew my mind about the virtual wholesaling is the United States is our backyard. The whole market, the whole country. It's our backyard. Yeah. And so what we do, like in the very beginning, like we weren't in multiple states, but we just, we pop from, all I need to hear is Jerry's done a few deals in his market. That's Mm -hmm. like, for me, it's enough to go and buy the absentee owner day. Yeah. I talked about this a little bit with Tony, but um, we now reverse engineer our markets and and we look at buyer count. Yeah. When you talked about that just the other day, mm-hmm. it was one of those kind of like, uh-huh. Well, because you know, like Eric Klein knows, I can go in any market in the U.S. Yes. And if I know how to look for distressed sellers, yep. I'll, I'll find enough data yeah. to do enough deals to hit all my numbers. But what I don't really have control over or don't know quite so well or is a big concern is who's on the back end buying these the properties? Buyers. The buyers. And so if I can really understand the buyers, I know there's enough data on the front side. So I don't need to worry as much about, yeah. are there absentee owners? Are there pre The deal flow is going to come. The flow is going to come. The back end. How hard are you going to work to move your inventory? Yeah. And if you've got to work really hard because there's low buyer count, that just puts so many cogs in, it just bogs down your business yeah. so much. Yeah, it's brilliant. Because when, you can, when, when deals can fly off the shelf, guess what happens to your marketing budget? Like you start spending more. Eric's going, man, yes. we're turning our deals faster yes. and easier. Let's dump more money in the marketing and blow this thing up because yes. we have the cash now. 
Yes. And the cash is coming from Dispo just doing so well. Yep. You know, and so. that's for the new people that are, are just getting started. Like uh, a question that is asked, <clears throat> once I get my first deal, what do I do? Yeah. And it's like. Great question, by the way. When I get my first deal, what do I do? Don't go out and buy anything stupid. Put it right back into the business. Don't pay off your bills either. No, marketing. You should probably <laughs> put it into marketing. Yeah. Like uh, the deal, you want lead flow and deal flow, right? You don't get deals unless you have lead flow. Yeah, I tell people the the first five deals or as long as you can keep doing it, if you could take at least 50% of your assignments and put that into marketing. Yeah. You know, and you still need some of that for tools and systems and, yeah, yeah. and maybe some education because good coaching is helpful. Right. Like if you could do 50, there's what I tell people, if you could do 50% marketing and the other 50%, like you don't need the money because you 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 can get by somehow, mm-hmm. right? Not everybody can do this, but if you can, then imagine if you dumped the other 50% into, into better tools, like to manage your business yeah. and into training, right? So get some good coaching, get some good training. Yes. Maybe bring on some v, a, a VA or, right? Mm-hmm. You will 10X that business than the person that's, that's spending that money and continues to bootstrap it again and again and again because yeah. they, they're spending that cash somewhere else. It can happen very fast. It can blow Literally. up fast. If yeah. you manage People don't it realize properly. how fast you can blow up the business. You was, guys know. It was crazy. 12 months. Literally did not know. In, I had never flipped a house, Jerry. Never flipped. Now, the only thing I had ever done is bought a home for me and my wife. That's it. Didn't know anything about real estate. Uh, didn't know price per square foot. Didn't know... I didn't Comps. even, when I first started, I didn't know what a carport was. Yeah. The seller started, uh, I said, you got a garage. It said, we have a carport. I'm like, what is that? What is a carport? <laughs> so like, I didn't know yeah. anything. Yeah. And our, uh, our first 12 months, we did 118 contracts yeah. for $2.6 million. And we ran it at a 60% profit margin. Which proves... That this is a sales and marketing business, not a real estate business. 100%. And, and so many people, people right now are watching this, Eric, and they're going, man, I just need to know more about uh, need, real estate. Need I need to get my real estate license. I need to, I need to understand, you know, what, what, how much it costs to repair a roof. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't no. need to know. I need to, I need to know how to comp properties. You really don't. No. You really don't. You need to know how to talk to sellers That's and talk it. to buyers. That's it. And then the rest is easy to figure out. Yes. Just stay laser focused on making the dial. Yeah. Dial the number, have a conversation. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna screw the conversation up. You're gonna fumble your words. You're gonna make offers that don't get accepted. All yep. of it's gonna you're happen. You're gonna lock up a bad deal. All of that's normal. Yes. We still lock up bad deals today. I'm sure you've we locked do. up a bad deal. Yeah. Um, but it's going to happen. It's okay. Yeah. 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 So guys, I hope you gathered some great information. Absentee owners is a really great list. We love that. Um, I love, uh, I love the tired landlords too, which is a segment of absentee owners. And so, because I just love talking to another investor, you can kind of skip all the fluff and yeah, there's less, uh, emotional stuff going on. It's just 100%. like this property is, a, I don't want it anymore. It's been a problem. I'll sell it. Let's talk about it. You know? Yeah. So there's some, there's <clears> some great things about that, but Keep testing, guys. Keep trying these different leads. Find the ones that work for you. Dial this in. Use what Eric shared here to to really do well with this list, the absentee owner list, and just be consistent and you'll get results. That's it. That's the whole thing. So thank you, guys. Uh, If you want to learn more about 
Eric's sales process and how he takes people from the hello on the phone to the signing a contract at the end of the phone call. He's got some great training on that. He lays it out really well. It's working tremendous in your business. You've helped a lot of people I know. You're not just training like new people. So if you're watching this and you're brand new, he's not just training you. He's training some of the biggest teams and some of the best people in this industry on how to improve that process on the phones and working with sellers. So we'll put that link below and you guys can check it out as well. And we'll see you on the next video.